What's up? Welcome to the My Friends Are Cool podcast. My name is Alec, and I feel like I have some pretty cool friends in my life. And I want to share as many of them with the podcast world as I can. So each episode is going to have a different friend of mine on talking about the coolest thing in my life, themselves. So let's go ahead and get into this episode. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of My Friends Are Cool. I am super stoked about this week. Um, This is the week of a guest that has taken way too long to be on, but I am super pumped to have on. This guest is actually the first person to test out the microphones with me. I remember it all came, all my equipment came in, and I was like, hey, do you want to try this out? And she was like, well, of course. And so I came over. And Miss Jill Oland um, was so gracious to uh, play around with the microphone and the equipment with me. So, Miss Jill, what's up? Hello. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being on. It it took it took you know it it, it you had to be on. There well, was there I was no felt way. Felt like I was already on because we had that practice round where we talked about such captivating things. Right. So the lost felt files. Less, yes. The lost files. <laughs> Perfect. Um, because those files do not exist anymore. Because <laughs> I think I deleted them <laughs> as you. soon. Thank you. I think that was part of the deal, wasn't it? I think it was. We talked about nothing and everything. Um, I think at one point you just went boobop beep. Um, so, uh, but anyways, Miss Jill, um, you know, uh, introduce yourself. Tell the people about yourself. I am Jill Oland. I am Mrs. Oland to a bunch of little kids. I am mama. I am mama Jill. Um, I am just, uh, just glad to be here. You are also the world's best Rice Krispie treat maker. Oh, thanks. Yeah. There is a, a hidden talent of mine. There is genuinely nothing... I feel like I can have self-control with Oreos. I feel like I can have self-control with most sweets. Okay. No, I, I can't, but I, I have better self-control with most sweets until I see this aluminum foil <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a brick <laughs> form. I open it up, and I can just tell these are Miss Jill's Rice Krispie Treats. And when uh, I see that, I there is no way I can say no or just good. have one. Good, because when people make something, they want it to be eaten, right? Like right. if a mom makes food, that's the greatest compliment she can get is if everybody just eats it. So I, I, that's good. There is nothing you've made that I've gone, ah, I don't think I'll finish this. <laughs> Even roast. I don't like roast. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, it, it. your roast was really good. Well, and thanks. So, um, but you said you were Miss Olin to a bunch of little kids. Yes. So, is what does that mean? Are you? Uh, I teach third grade. Teach third grade. Yes. And what and what is that delight oh like? Oh my word, um, delight is such a great word. Um, I love my little guys, and I've been teaching forever. Um, I guess I'm, I don't know, twenty five years in about, and every year I think I've got the best class mm. and I usually do. Hey, so, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they feel the same way about you. Best but, third grade teacher. Well, we have a good time together. So. Uh, what is your, do you have a favorite story over your years of oh, teaching? Oh my word. Um, I had one year I realized um, it was, I was pretty new in Tennessee. I had come from Chicago area and um i realized that there were things that i said that did not translate here in the south um we had a fire drill and Mm -hmm. one of my little guys was out in the bathroom and 
So we headed out back, and he comes flying out the back door, and he is still trying to button his pants <laughs> as he comes running out there. And uh, he comes up, and he's just sweatish, is dripping down his face. And I said, oh, buddy, I said, are you pooped? And he looked at me so confused, and he goes, no, ma'am, just peed. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, different meaning. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it was cute. I love that so much. That is amazing. So um, when uh, when you are not teaching, uh-huh. what are you doing? Oh, gosh. Um, I am pretty, um, pretty content being by myself. So a perfect day for me is getting up early drinking coffee, reading my Bible, journaling, and sitting with my dog on the screen in porch. Mm, so yes. that is like, that's my favorite thing. There, are, I love people and there are things I enjoy doing with people, but that is, that's kind of my heartbeat. Mm, gotcha. So what is the best coffee you've ever had? Oh, well, recently, <laughs> recently I had some uh, amazing coffee beans brought back from Louisville. I mm. think it's uh, Center Goss. Is that yes. correct? Center Goss. Yes. Center Goss Coffee. Little yes. plug for them. Yes, it's delicious. Little, it is legitimately the best coffee you will ever have, and I think I feel like so. Grant has this like has Grant done the whole Denny's thing in Jackson with you guys mm. with oh. the burger? Oh yeah. Yeah, I, it's the same. Are you like that with coffee? I'm the same way with yeah. Center Goss. So basically, um, I, I don't know if Grant will do this for anybody, but typically if he's recommending a place in, in Jackson, especially if you're looking for a burger, he'll say the best burger is to uh, go to the Denny's that's inside a pilot gas station mm-hmm. on the outskirts of Jackson and get the double cheeseburger. And if you genuinely do not like it, he will pay for it. And he's, he was telling someone the other night, he said, I have done it with 30 people and I have not paid for food yet. It's um, a good burger. And somehow, some way, it is the best burger in Jackson. I think mm-hmm. that speaks more to the poor burger game in Jackson <laughs> than it does Denny's Burger. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I'm the same way with coffee. There is, I guarantee you, unless you just don't like black coffee, yeah. there's just no way you will drink Center Girls coffee and not like now it. Now, I'm going to challenge you on something for a minute because okay. I did have the opportunity to have legitimate Blue Mountain pure blue mountain jamaican coffee okay well and that was the greatest coffee experience as far as just a black cup yes but since that no longer exists in my life right and will never exist again right (laughs) this is the best that i've had recently i guess yes i guess i need to make that preface as well it's the best coffee you'll get in the united states because i when we went to puerto rico we went to a coffee plantation oh and that coffee, yeah. that porter, that's where I yeah, found yeah, out yeah. about like how Starbucks scams us all by just burning their beans, mm-hmm. um, which is why Starbucks black coffee really isn't that great. Mm-hmm. It just, it's just generic. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, it, that coffee was because he brewed it the exact way you're supposed to brew. You're supposed to use like distilled water mm-hmm. at a certain pH. Like you can get really technical. It's crazy how technical you can get with coffee to mm-hmm. make it taste really, really good. Um, but yes, no coffee, uh, coffee is so good. And it's been, honestly, it's been a lot of fun showing you and Grant center goss. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't wait to get you guys another bag, um, of the beans of different beans from center goss. Um, so that we can continue. I know to, we have something new to try. I know. I love I'm, that too. I'm excited. The yeah. next one is I think Tanzian. Okay. Um, I got it for someone at the church. I got it for Carson at the church. Okay. Uh, and I smelled it. 
It smells so good. Just amazing. Okay. Um, so Senegos Coffee, uh, S-U-N-G-E-R-O-S. Uh, it is Greek for uh, together, I think, or community, one of the two. I um, yeah, it's on their it's on their uh, website. Um, so it's it's super cool. But uh, anyways, um, they have shipping. But so if you want to get some and try it, do it. It's um, amazing. It is amazing. So Miss um, Jill, would you say um, would you say that you are passionate about teaching, or what, what would absolutely. you? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely, I love. Um, I love getting to teach. Mm -hmm. There have been a ton of things that have changed Mm -hmm. in the classroom over the last several years. Yeah. um, Which makes being a teacher really difficult. Mm -hmm. But when I get to teach, Mm -hmm. um, when that's my day, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's something I'll get emotional about just thinking, Mm. just thinking about and talking about because um, to get to take a child especially kids who struggle mm-hmm. um, to help them turn on the light bulb mm-hmm. to something yeah. um, is amazing. I've heard from students that um, have gone on and um, moved away. Um, I just heard recently from a little girl that had moved away, and I remember her vividly because she struggled so much. Mm-hmm. And when I got her, she was repeating third grade, and she was scared to death. Mm. And um, it's such a joy for me to help kids um, realize that learning can just be a blast to feel a part of something really sweet. Mm. I work really hard to establish a family in my classroom and mm-hmm. um, she knew right away that I loved her. And mm. um, I heard from her through uh, Facebook Messenger a couple weeks ago and she just wanted to thank me, which was the sweetest thing. And she ended up sharing just kind of what she remembers about the experience and she's getting ready to graduate and wants to go on and become a nurse. And Mm. just to know that, that the Lord allowed me to play a little part in her story is really cool. And it's nice when you get to hear those, but there are those kids that, you know, it was a great day for them because it was Thursday and they got something in that, you know, yeah. I mean, it's all the little stories. For sure. So. You're also in a cool spot where I, there, there are a lot of people I know that, um, third grade was like, when they think about element, really when they think about school, I hear a lot of people go, my third grade teacher insert blank. Hmm. Um, and I don't know why it, for me, it's the same way. Um, Mr. McCloskey was my third grade teacher mm. and you know, it was super cool. Um, he was like, uh, he had literally just like gotten in from Scotland like a oh, week prior. So he was amazing sc- accent. I bet. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he was Scottish and like yes. all of us Southern boys oh, um, I love it did so not. Much. And so it was only like eight of us in the yeah. class. It was a small Christian private school. Um, there's only eight of us and we we're all guys. Golly. And then oh, golly. at Christmas, a ninth came in. So it was only nine of us, but nine boys, good old Southern boys with oh, these thick Lord. Memphis accents. Um, and then Mr. McCloskey comes in with just the thickest Scottish accent. I love it. Um, but I mean, it was one of those things where he just, I don't know, there's something about third grade. Yeah. Like it just, I, I think it's like a turning point. You're no longer like, you, I totally agree. You with know, you. it's, I think I, I just, I don't know why I just feel that way. Um, when I look back, at least it was mm-hmm. for me and I, and I've heard that from other people as well. Well, my third grade teacher mm-hmm. was Mrs. Samples. That mm-hmm. was a huge transition year for me. Mm-hmm. Um, she ended up going on and becoming a principal and was the first principal that hired me. And so she wow. gave me my first job That's without an interview. And um, a couple of weeks after the school year had started, she and I were talking and I said, why, 
why did you hire me? Mm -hmm. You didn't even interview me. And her response was, you were such a hard worker in third grade. I knew Mm. you'd turn out right. (laughs) It's like, well, that is amazing. But I have a lot of kids and parents that are afraid of third grade because it's such a, it's just a hugely transitional year. That's state testing and all of that starts in third grade and it's just it's an intimidating Mm -hmm. place so if we can help kids and parents realize it's just the next step and it can be pretty awesome then that's great yeah um and so i think i would love for um you to you know don't don't feel like you're complaining Mm -hmm. because i think it's helpful to just be honest in, Mm -hmm. in this moment sure um i would love for you to share with everyone just some insights of what being a teacher in the last year has been of like going through covid going mm-hmm. through the hybrid schedule to the hat to the in-person back to fully remote and mm-hmm. all of that um what, what was that experience like from the teacher's perspective mm, right out of the gate it was um it was really tough i um to leave my kids at spring break last year to never get to return to a classroom with them mm-hmm. was rough. And it was rough for all of us. Um, we were a really close group. And um, I had a lot of families that I had had siblings. So I was close to the families mm. and all of that. So it was um, that was a tough one. The upside of it was that because we were so close, our online times together were really sweet. And they right. were productive and... Um, you know, everybody in the entire world was just trying to figure out how to do this. Right. And so in that sense, you know, we didn't feel isolated or alone or anything. You just, you know, every, nobody had all the answers. And so we were right. figuring it out. We made the best of it. This year has had uh, for sure some really strange challenges. Um, we've been fortunate that our county has made the decision since, you know, just a couple weeks in that elementary would go full-time right so that has been a total game changer because teaching kids without establishing a relationship with them Mm -hmm. is so tough and not having them every day it's really hard to establish a relationship with them and so the hardest part of it has been I don't know my families Mm -hmm. because uh, parents can't come into the building right Uh, so there is that isolated feeling in terms of you know I don't feel like we have this ongoing, they're so wonderfully supportive, but they're just not there. They can't be there. So that's been a really tough thing. I also see kids that are scared Mm. and that would not normally be scared. Um, This is a group that if I have to be out for a day, I have to tell them that I'm going to be out Mm. because otherwise they worry. Mm. And if, you know, in other years, if I had to be out, you know, I, I wouldn't have told them ahead of time. Right. But this group will worry. They want to know. They want to know if you're sick. They want to know if everything's okay. If, mm. And it's That's just. so heartbreaking. It really is. And these are kids that come from amazing families and right. have great support. Um, so the kids that don't have that, I just can't imagine the Gosh. anxiety and the yeah. fear that they've they've really been saddled with yeah. this last year. Yeah, because, so. I mean, Gen Z, that's one of the markers of, of Gen Z is just not knowing a world mm-hmm. of peace. Yeah. And and so I didn't even consider what legitimately I've never even thought about what COVID and like COVID mm-hmm. from a child's perspective, oh. a third grader's perspective of like, OK, there's this megavirus that's going to kill everyone. Right. Um, because like to a child, that's it's. it's black and white like right. oh here's this thing and like they you know it's it's difficult to really digest what's going on and then you have like 
them trying to understand what their parents are saying mm-hmm. versus what their friends say because their friends are just repeating what their parents are saying. So <laughs> I can't imagine. Like, Semi-accurately usually. Yeah, right. <laughs> so those lunchroom right. conversations are can go any direction. Oh, right? I'm sure they're crazy. Oh. Um, but, you know, it has with all of its challenges, does, mm-hmm. does this year feel like it's been as uh, much of a intrinsically rewarding year as years prior? Or mm. has it been more of like a... Like, have the challenges produced, you know, rewards probably Mm -hmm. differently than before, but, you know. Absolutely, and that's a great question. One of the things that I've noticed with this year's group is because we cannot intermingle with other classes, Mm -hmm. my my class has become exceptionally close with one another. Mm, And I can't help but think that that's happening in other classrooms, too, because... They can only play with each other at recess. They can only eat together. We can, you know, it's it's very much just us. Right. Um, I'm thankful every day that I have the group I have because of that. Because right. can you imagine having just like a incredibly difficult group of students and never like there's no intermingling? That yeah. would be really tough. So for that group, um, for that reason, there's been a really sweet part yeah. of that. The hard part of that though is. Um, they need a break from each other. Yeah. So like we just started spring break. Hallelujah. Like every yeah. year I think they're ready for it. I think they were more ready than ever. Right. Because they were like brothers and sisters squabbling over everything. Right. And um, so, yes, the rewards have been huge. Um, the challenges have been real. Yeah. Um, there have been big deficits with kids coming back to school, being right. behind. But, yeah. um, you know, it's it's been encouraging to see how far they've come. Yeah, so. for sure. Um, so, like, it, to your fellow teachers that mm-hmm. may be listening, you know, as as this year, and it seems like uh, it's kind of, uh, at, at least in this region of the country, it seems like we're on the way to mm-hmm. back to opening up where, like, right. you know, masks or yeah. mandates are being stripped back, distance, social distancing, it's starting to go just, like, by company by company and mm-hmm. everything and so it seems like um in a sense this could be a, a right a one-off type of year with, right. with all of this so as this year of 2020 to 2021 comes to an end um over the next nine nine weeks mm-hmm. what what is the message that you would send to other teachers in elementary middle and high school that's a great question too um And I am not an expert on any of this, right? Like I said, last spring, the entire world was trying to figure this out. And we still are. Oh, yeah. Um, So I don't feel like I'm sitting in a position where I can give any sage wisdom. However, um, But you you also have like almost, you know, 25 years. (laughs) I guess that's true. And and I do have Britta, my youngest, um, is graduating and becoming a teacher so she's doing her student teaching right now and I think a couple so a couple things that come to mind that I want her to know Mm -hmm. or would want her to know which would go for all teachers is I just think that new teachers coming to the profession have a unique set of skills that they're coming in with Mm -hmm. because they are probably entering a profession where we are seeing more flexibility required than ever before. Mm. If you look at a classroom now and compare it to a classroom from 70 years ago, they look pretty much alike until this last year. And now classrooms are 
you know, on screens, you're mm. in different places, you're sitting outside, you're doing all of these things. So we've had to be way more flexible. So okay. I think um, to remain flexible is a huge thing. And to, um, I think if there's a temptation just to write it off as, well, that's just this year. Right. And we just can't ever do that. We, right. we owe it to our students mm. to give them our best every day. Yeah. And um, I expect my students to give me their best every day. Right. And I think teachers are good at expecting it of their students. I don't right. know that we're always good at giving it to our students. Mm. And so that's, that's the piece I would say. Yeah, that's, wow, that's super well said. Um, thank you for sharing that. Um, so, I mean, I guess we've kind of already, you know, covered this, but like, you know, um, I'm enjoying this question, so I'm going to keep asking it. Um, but you know, what would you tell, what would Jill n- now? Old Jill. Old Jill. <laughs> okay. If you want to say yeah, that. I know you didn't say it. I did. If What, what would old Jill tell 21 year old mm. Jill? Oh gosh. I'm going to have to go back farther than that okay. because I think I was shaped <laughs> earlier than that. Um, that's a tough one. I think I would encourage a much younger version of me just to own who I was mm. and walk in it confidently. Mm. I um, have always been a pleaser. Mm. I want others to be happy, mm-hmm. and I genuinely do. It's not a, I, I'm trying to please people so that they'll like me. Right. I genuinely want people to be happy, but as a result of that, I've spent a lot of years sacrificing maybe who I really am. Right. And I don't think I've been, um, I think that's something I would, I would want young Gerald Jill to do is just to step into that confidently. Mm-hmm. Like God made me who I am on purpose and for a purpose and just own it, like yeah. own the good stuff, but own the yucky stuff too. And be willing to just be honest about it. Like, be somebody that asks questions and admits you don't know stuff. And um, I think there's just a, there's, yeah, there's just a a level of comparison Mm. that I think we can all fall into. And I think if I had known this early on, I don't think I would have worried so much about that. Gotcha. Um, That's good. That's super good. Um, So, you know, as we look back at, Mm -hmm. you know, young Jill and everything, it jarred my memory that, uh, you went to school at the, <gasps> the greatest college. In Shall I sing the fight song? I, I no. Wish I could, <laughs> the if, answer is no. Riff Rambazu. Is that lickety, the fight lickety song? Lickety zoo zoo. That's Ooh, actually wah, the fight wahoo. song? I didn't know that was the fight song. Give them heck, TCU. Okay, yeah. well, it's not the actual <laughs> well, it's fight not, song. It's not the alma mater. Okay, that, okay that, the, I guess yeah. that's where my mind went. Um, no. uh, when... Um, when uh, you said fight song was the alma mater (laughs) yes Rifram Bazu Lickety Lickety Zuzu Zuwa Wazu give them explicitive TCU but you did I did I am a horned frog through and through which is amazing Um, and crazy as well like I don't remember i feel like it was recently that we made the connection well actually you won't remember this but it was the very first time i met you and you were sitting in the car with grant Uh and it was before current and grant were even dating way back when yes and so and okay so like i've got brain stuff so i don't always remember things but so it's funny to me when i remember very specific things right but it was in grant's little red car right and (laughs) i he was just corinne was just introducing me to this friend of hers through the window and so we talked and you leaned forward and you had a tcu hat on and you said Uh, go horn frogs 
And I was like, that is the most random thing. And then came to find out that you were a huge TCU fan for like no reason. Jeez. Like it's not a family thing. No, it's and not. It's... As I told you last week, you are more of a TCU fan than I am. But right. I did enjoy my time there. Yes. Fort Worth is a really cool town. It is. Go visit Fort Worth. Uh, <sighs> yeah. I, oh, Jump gosh. in Frog Fountain. Dude, I've not done that. Oh. Uh, that courtyard is beautiful, though. Oh, it is. Um, well, it's more beautiful now even than it was when I was there. So, really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's for those wondering what the courtyard looks like. Just, uh, I mean, you can Google, Google TCU it. courtyard images, um, or you can just Google ESPN Game Day TCU. That's where they set up. <laughs> That's game right. Day That's awesome. Is in the courtyard. Um, so I, uh, yeah, no, I, I love it. Oh, I lost the questions. Where'd they go? Here they are. Um, so. We just have a little bit of time left, so um, you know what's uh, what makes Miss Jill, Miss Jill. Mm. What makes you cool? Okay, so I am still trying to figure that. Well, I don't know if I can answer what makes me cool, but I think you can. Who makes me? I mean, what makes me me? Um, I think I'm still trying to figure it out, and I think that's a super fun season that I'm in. Okay, like I'm super passionate about teaching, but I don't know how much longer I'll be doing this. Right. Um, I don't know that I'll make it to retirement, and, right. and and I think what the Lord's just putting on my heart and teaching me is to be teachable, mm. and um, I think I don't know what the next season holds, obviously, right. but I I think that um, there's just something else for me next, mm. and that's an exciting thing. Right. Um, I'm spending a lot of time just kind of reflecting on what that might be, and mm. for me, that's a really different thing. So. Right. But I don't think that's uncommon for somebody whose kids are grown. You know, right. like then they look back and go, okay, now what? Right. And so since my youngest is getting ready to launch and, right. you know, um, it's just kind of a, a cool thought of, okay, what's next? Right. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, could you, like, dive into that thought of, like, I don't know what makes me me or, like, what makes me cool? Because, like, you know, it it sounds like, and I, and I could be wrong and please correct me if I am, but it so almost sounds like it's like, okay, I'm a teacher, you mm -hmm. know, I'm, I'm a believer, mm -hmm. I'm a teacher, I'm a mother. And that would be kind of how you identify yourself. Mm -hmm. But now that the teacher's kind of like a, uh, mm -hmm. don't know, you know, the other two you can't change and you don't right. want to change. Um, and so, and like, the wife, little shout out and, for and Kyle wife. there. There we go. Um, <laughs> yes, Mr. Kyle, he was on two episodes ago. Um, but like, can you, can you dive into to that thought of like, Oh, absolutely. Um, and I don't, I don't think I have it all figured out yet, right. but absolutely, I think our identity is wrapped up in what we do. Okay. Um, for so many years, um, and I think you and Kyle explore this a little bit, but he is a real connector, mm -hmm. and he knows everybody. Most so, connected man I've ever so met. So many people, it was just easier to explain, I'm Kyle's wife. Right. And that's okay. Like, I'm okay with that. Um, I'm out and about in the community. I'm Mrs. Olin to so many people. Right. So there's, um, there's just kind of that identity. I'm Ren and Britta's mom. Um, so there's so many things that have been attached to or assigned to that identity mm -hmm. that anytime you rip one of those away, it's going to change. Right. Um, but I'm not scared of it changing. I right. just don't know what it's going to look like. Mm. And 10 years ago, I think not knowing would have terrified me. Mm. But now I think it's kind of exciting. Like, mm. okay, Lord, like what's what it's next? So at the end of the day, do I, I, I mean, I care that, People think I was a good teacher. You know, I care that I, I hopefully impacted kids. Um, the parents knew that I loved their children and gave everything in the classroom. But at the end of the day, 
I want to be remembered ooh, at the end of my life. I want to be remembered as a faithful follower of Jesus who loved her family well mm. and welcomed anybody in. Mm. Um, because, you know, I think, I think home should feel like home to anybody that's there. Yeah, for so. sure. For sure. No, that's this is super good. And I mean, it's cool that you're in this season and, mm-hmm. um, as like I'm also in that season right. and then also as the church is in this mm-hmm. season that it's in going through the series that it's yeah. going through. Um, Billy and I talked about it last week of just the sermon series. And I swear every week, Robbie's just like speaking directly to my soul. Right. Like he's going, okay, Alec, I yeah. need you to listen. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, Hey, but, first, and you think of the thousands of people that are experiencing right, that same thing, exactly. you know, how beautiful the Lord to do that. Oh, absolutely. And, um, and so I think with, honestly, with what limited time we have left, cause you talked about what, what you're excited about mm-hmm. and everything, which is, you know, kind of last question, but I think it'd be cool. Like I haven't gotten an opportunity to do this with, um, I didn't get to do it with Mr. Kyle or Billy. Uh, but you know, like, try if you can put into words what's going on at the church it's hard to put into words what all is happening um there have been so many things at a personal level Mm -hmm. um then there's that corporate level Mm -hmm. of um, just the church body um but one of the most beautiful things that we've been experiencing is um just the presence of the lord in a way that we've never experience quite like this yeah um seeing the complete i'm gonna i'm gonna fall short of words but um to see the uh, our pastor's willingness to just abandon it all Mm -hmm. um to obey the holy spirit Mm -hmm. and see how he leads like that has just um been incredible i've um i've experienced healing during this and Mm -hmm. um i've gotten to discover um just the joy of interset interceding yeah for others um it's just this this moment that i just desperately want us to stay in forever Mm -hmm. because the longer we're in it the more we're experiencing jesus yeah and the more we're getting of him and of his word um and it's just it's just remarkable to talk to other people and Mm -hmm. and so many people like me don't have the words to really describe it and um i've struggled explaining to my family even Mm -hmm. what's happening and um you know, I know that some people are cynical of the church in general. So right. when you start explaining things that they can't understand, um, that's tough. Yeah. But um, I just know how real it is. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just been an exciting time. Yeah, it's, I don't think it's dramatic to say it's the closest thing to like, heaven on earth mm. that I've experienced in the sense of like just knowing that the Holy Spirit is in the room mm. um, regardless of where I am on the campus of Long Hollow it's just so clear that the Lord is there yeah. um, and you know it's been so cool just to look up um, at, at different points in the sermon um, or at the invitation um, and see the people praying like that the Lord is like that's that's talking with the Lord and the Lord is like, you know, stirring and, um, but also to see people like you who are 
intercessory prayers. Um, you know, I think one of the greatest joys I've felt is, uh, honestly, when I interrupted your <laughs> prayer walk, uh, last Wednesday and it was like, it was, it was just like, I walked in, I was trying to go set up the next steps room. Um, cause it, I, you know, if you pray for rain, bring an umbrella, mm-hmm, that's you know? Right. And, uh, and so I was, you know, getting the room set up for conversations and, you know, you're just there praying and you know it's just been so cool and so sweet and like because i've prayed before sermons i've prayed before wednesday nights before but it's different it's different and it's that's the only way to really put it is that it's just different and none of it is manufactured by us and i think so often we try so hard Mm -hmm. that it comes across as we're trying to manufacture we don't intentionally do that but it comes across as our trying to manufacture these moments yeah this can be explained by nothing right. but the Lord. Mm, true. And if we tried to manufacture this, we'd make a mess of it. It yeah. would be a mess. Yeah. And we wouldn't be experiencing it. Yeah. Um, but it's just, yeah, it's just been a, a beautiful thing to get to be a it's, part of. Yeah, it's been so cool. I mean, every Sunday there are baptisms. Mm-hmm. Um, every Sunday, Tuesday, and Wednesday night there have mm-hmm. been baptisms. Um, except I think last Wednesday night there weren't any, but that's okay, you know? Yeah. And that's the cool part is that there's no disappointment in that it's that like okay there's not any this week or this wednesday there will be sunday though and we look forward to that um and you know it's like robbie just it time and time again from the stage to the entire church body but also the entire internet because Mm -hmm. it's on the internet and for everyone to see and hear is admitting his faults to the church (laughs) you know of like you know last sunday he was like i prayed for this um and i expected this and the lord we didn't we didn't get what i was expecting um and the lord like stripped me of those expectations and said come uh ready but don't come with expectations yeah. um what, what was come in anticipation, anticipation but not, not expectation and mm-hmm. he was like so i'm not gonna do that anymore and it's just time and time again robbie just in uh, i mean they just i've never i don't know there, uh, I'm uh, Robbie. It's just so easy to respect Robbie. He mm-hmm. and not because he demands it, but it's because y- it's just so clear that this man has walked through the desert, been in the cave, and he's coming out of it. You know, it's um, and so to see just yeah. Um, so it's just been cool. Um, and I, I just wanted to take a moment yeah. and share that. So um, can I share one more thing with you? Cause this yeah. has been a really sweet thing that I've seen the trickle down in my classroom too. Oh, that's so amazing. kids have started talking about baptism mm. and I've had students that have gotten baptized during this time. Mm. And I did even have a mom reach out to me and say, okay, my daughter has started talking about baptism at home do you think she's ready? And I'm mm. thinking, well, I'm, you know, her teacher probably isn't the right person to make that call. Right. But as a mom, these are some of the things I would be talking with her about and just making this a habit. And um, one little guy came in and he said, I was baptized, or I want to get baptized because I'm ready to give my life to the Lord. And mm. another little boy jumped in and he said, that's your salvation. <laughs> he said, baptism is separate from that. You can give your life to the Lord right now. Oh my <laughs> and gosh. to be baptized, and I'm thinking, preach, man! Yeah. This has just been a fun, fun season to oh, kind of watch yeah. through their eyes too. Absolutely, and it's just been so cool. I mean, revival is just freaking. Middle schoolers are going to their schools, just praying over it early, just because yeah. they want to, just because they feel that too. And it's yeah. like, okay, all right, Lord, like if 
you want to move, you're going to move. And like this, this great awakening that we've all been discussing and talking about, it's not going to happen by one person. It's going to happen by, uh, you know, in numbers. And so it's just been, it's been super sweet to see. Um, so, uh, if you want to see what we're talking about, it's all on long hollows website. Um, I think the sermons are in podcast form as well. Mm-hmm. I would highly recommend listening to anything from the last three months mm-hmm. um so miss jill thank you so much for being Aww, on it's been so good having you on um it uh you legitimately like don't understand how many people you bless um and i wanted you to hear that i wanted the people to know um and everyone that hears this will agree that you are <laughs> a blessing to them um and so thank you for being on um thank you guys for listening um i hope uh this has been encouraging and uh, I'll post uh, the video uh, kind of that Long Hollowed put out just uh, as a response to all of this, a worship video, um, uh, after I post this on my story. So anyways, I hope you guys have a great week, um, and I will talk to you next week. All right, see you.